Welcome to this series from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. Good morning, good morning. Good to be here this morning. It's, it's cool when you make bloopers on, uh, uh, on a video because you just erase them, you know. But when you're live and you do those bloopers, it's a little different deal. And uh, unfortunately for us guys that are on stage, sometimes bloopers happen right on stage. Well, it's good to be here this morning. Glad you're here. Uh, happy 4th of July weekend. And glad you took time out of your Sunday morning to come to church the morning, I always think of it in a real practical way. I thought, well, everybody here that's first thing in the morning, they're, they're, they're paying their dues right off the bat so they can, uh, they can head to the lake and have a party later, whatever. So, but thank you for coming. It's good to be here. I'm going to preach a message a little different than I usually do. Usually I'm more inspiring and telling stories and this and that, and, and, and my goal is to motivate. Today my message is more to haunt that my goal is that this message will be with you for the rest of your life and will haunt you in a good way. What I mean by that is that every single day, every single day of your life, that you'll remember this message and a line that I'm going to say in this message, and it will help you in your future. Because the title of my message is A Life With No Regrets. A Life With No Regrets. You think about a life, then, and, and after you've lived for years, you turn around and you look at your past and you think, wow, I've lived life the way, the way I should live life. And, and you don't have a bunch of, of regrets. And, you know, I, I just want to prefix my message with a, with a warning. This message could be somewhat offensive. And so if you're here for the first time or, or this is the first time back after a long time of not coming to church and the reason you don't, you don't come to church is because I go to church and, 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 and I get offended. They offend me. This is offensive. What offensive? Well, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confirm those thoughts of yours. So, <laughs> but I'm just a guest speaker, so I won't be here next week. So please come back and uh, don't tell Pastor Dwayne I said that. Of course, he'll watch this. I know he will. You know, one of the amazing things about technology, at least for, for somebody my age, I'm not that old, but I still remember when somebody would take a picture, you know, you'd take a picture with a little plastic box, and then you'd have to wait to see the picture. You'd have to wait. You'd go turn in the box, and then you'd have it developed, and then you'd get your pictures back. You'd go pay for them. You'd get your pictures back, and you actually had to pay for pictures some time ago. You'd get them back, and then you would be able to see how it turned out. You know, and, and you might have been at that very special moment. And you think, oh, please, please, please. And, and you look at the picture and you've got your eyes closed. And you're like, no, it's impossible. You can't do a do-over. What's amazing about technology, I could do a selfie right now. I won't do it. Boom, take a selfie. And, 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 of course, when you look at a picture, you always look how you look. You don't care how anybody else looks. You know? It's like everybody else got their tongue hanging out. They're still fighting in the background. And you're like... You look at the picture, hey, it's good to go, you know, and you post it. But it's amazing, technology, you, you click on it, you look at it, it's like, I don't like that version of myself. Boop, gone. I'll take another one. I think sometimes we, we kind of mentally think that's the way life is. And it is not like that. Life is not... I can make a, a whole bunch of decisions, and when I start walking out, when I start living the consequences of my decision, uh, my decisions, I can just kind of boop, delete. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. We, we live the version of our life that we choose. 
So we choose every single day we're making decisions in our life. And, and weeks down the road, months down the road, sometimes years down the road, sometimes decades down the road, we really begin to see what the version of our life is based on the decisions that we make. So the decisions that we make are, are, are hugely important. Because if we want to live a life with no regrets, we need to choose right. We need to make good decisions. And I believe that's why in the Bible, God had a man named Solomon write the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, just full of a bunch of counsel, full of a bunch of nuggets of, of wisdom. And, and we can read the book of Proverbs and, and, and really get help on how we should make decisions. Also in the book of Proverbs, we find four different types of people. They're spelled out. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to, I want to paint a picture of four different types of people. And then I want you and I to, to, to think about it and decide who we identify with the most. So the first person I want to talk about, obviously, is the goal. First person I want to talk about is, is the wise, the wise. We all want to be wise, and it's the wise person that, that actually makes the decisions that are necessary to live a life with no regret. And, there, and there's all kinds of things that we could talk about as far as the wise person, but the, but the wise person does one thing, and if you're going to catch a phrase, this is the phrase that I want you to catch today. We're going to put it up on the screen. The wise person asks themselves a question every single time they're going to make a decision every single time so so this question is is in their mind every single day of their life in 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 the question is this what is the wise thing to do okay you've got a decision to make and and, and then you ask the question so what is the wise thing to do no not what's the legal thing to do not what's the the minimal thing i could do now, what is it that I can do that everybody will be, will be happy with me? What's the wise thing to do that in the answer to that question and in following through with that can save you a lot of time in your life, can save you a lot of money in your life, can save you a lot of tears in your life? Because most of the regrets that some people of us, or some of us do have in our life are from moments in our life when we didn't ask that question, what's the wise thing to do? And we just proceeded, boom, we made a choice. And how many times we're living the results of that choice. And it's just not so easy to pick up the phone and a boop, delete, do over. So the wise, Solomon describes the wise person in, in the book of Proverbs. And he, he says the wise person has a question that they ask every single day of their life in every single situation. What's the wise thing to do? There's many of you in this auditorium today that are, that are, that, that are at a crossroad in your life and you need to make a decision. And, and the question that you should ask is, okay, what's the wise thing to do? But don't just ask it the wise, ask the question and then follow through with what wisdom is. So Solomon, if you read the book of Proverbs, Solomon's known as the, the wisest man to ever walk planet Earth beside Jesus, besides Jesus. Solomon says that the wise person asks a question, what's the wise thing to do? And then they follow through with the answer to that question. 
But Solomon also, in the book of Proverbs, describes three other types of people. Wise, the wise, that's the goal. But could it be that somebody here, you or me, could identify with one of the other three people in the book of Proverbs. And, and that's what I want to talk to you about. And this is where this message could become a, a little tense. You could be, be, start to feel a little tension. But, but don't worry, I just want you to listen. You, you don't have to do anything. I just want you to, to listen. But I want you to know that if you don't opt for, to be wise, you're going to opt for one of the other three types of people. So it's better off that you know who you're opting for than just to opt without knowing. So today, we're going to talk about the other three types of people that Solomon talks about in the book of Proverbs. The first person that Solomon talks about is the simple. The simple. We'll move that over a little bit. In case you didn't know, I can see myself right here. Check myself out there. I'm not looking very good. The, the first person that Solomon talks about is the simple. The simple. Now, the simple is, is simple not because they're a bad person. The, the simple is simple not because they're against wisdom. It's just they're too young to have it. And if you're here this morning, you're a young person. I don't mean to be offensive. I just want to talk a little bit about what, what, what Solomon says about this person called the simple person. A simple person, I repeat, is, is, not, is not a bad person. The simple is a simple person just because they're, they're not old enough to have something that many people in this auditorium have, something that's called experience. Experience. Solomon in the Bible, when he talks about the simple, and, and Solomon said this, I didn't say this, sometimes he uses the word naive. Naive. You know, t today we might use the word clueless, you know, nah, they're just clueless. And when we say that, we, we say, well, they're just young. They, they haven't experienced what it's like to make a decision and live the consequences. A, a, a young person doesn't know the pain of being in debt and having to pay in house payment at the end of the month, but they don't have the money to do that. Why? Because they just don't have the experience. A, a, a young person do, doesn't know what it's like to have an addiction and have to break that addiction. Now, they may be addicted to something, but they don't know. And, and Solomon calls that person a, a, a naive person a, or a clueless person. Once again, the simple person is not a bad person. They, they just, they just ha don't have something that many in this auditorium have. It's called experience. Experience of having made a decision and then lived out the the. The, the consequences to, to that decision. When you're 15 and somebody tells you that they love you, you're gonna believe them, why? Because, because you don't have the experience of when you're 15 and somebody tells you, you don't know that you're not supposed to believe them. Why, because you're simple, and I don't mean that offensive, you're just simple, you don't, you don't understand. You, you, you just don't understand. And, and, and Solomon says that the simple are naive. They, they don't have the experience. They, they just believe. And, and, but the problem is, is with, when the simple won't listen to somebody that does have the experience. You know, the, the, the simple many times respond to wisdom with phrases like, and, and, and see if, if you haven't heard this from your kids, if you, if you have kids here. But nothing's going to happen. 
You know, it's 4th of July, and they got a great big mound of fireworks, you know, and it's like, okay, we're going to take gunpowder, and we're going to... No, don't do it. But, Dad, nothing's going to happen. Or the phrase, I can handle, hey, I can handle it. I mean, I'm 13. You know, or, or, or the phrase, you're just overreacting. You're just overreacting. Okay, I want to, I wanna, if you're young and you're in a hard time, I want to tell you why your parents are, are overreacting or why somebody in your life that is some type of, uh, of authority in your life is overreacting. Because when they were 15 and somebody told them that they loved them, they believed them. Just overreacting. I have, I've got four children. I remember my two oldest girls. They're blonde-haired, blue eyes. We live in Mexico. I remember in year 2000, 2001, <coughs> excuse me, my oldest was 15. I think she's right around 15. And then, and then the second one was 14. And we're in this, this town, and we had a Bible school and a music school. We had musicians from all over Latin America. They come from these high-powered churches, and so they're the big deal, you know, and this and that. So we're trying to, we're trying to help them out and and uh, we lived there so many times. I got my wife Carla here. And, uh, they'd come over. They, they would propose to my daughters. John, can I talk to you? Yeah, what's up? I would like to marry your daughter. You don't even know my daughter. You just saw her. She's blonde haired, blue eyes. And you think, we, they'd come over and serenade and this and that. Like, these people are crazy. So, so and, and, and especially my second daughter would always say, Dad, you're, you're overreacting. No, I'm not overreacting. You're just simple. <laughs> when you're 15, somebody tells you that they love you, you're going to believe them, and it's not true. I remember there was a young guy, his name was Vale, Valentino. His name was Valentine. <laughs> Give you a Valentine. Well, he liked Susie, and Susie liked him, and that wasn't good. He's about 22. I don't know how much older, and she's 14. I remember we, were, we had a concert, and that concert was eight, ten thousand 10,000 people at that concert, something like that. And, and Susie was going, and I knew Bali because he was a student. He was going to this, to this, this music concert. So I, I specifically, and I specifically talked to him. He said, I'm in love with your daughter. I got to marry your daughter. No, you ain't in love with my daughter. Stay away. Do not be alone with Susie ever. Do you understand? Or I will kill you. <laughs> yeah, and, and I really said that. And I meant it. So we go to this concert, and you know, if you're parents, you go into a concert, and there's 10,000 people, but it's really easy. It's like, radar, boop, there's Susie. Okay. Bale, okay, there's Bale. All right, we're good to go. First song, second song, third song, fourth song. I look over, it's like, Susie, where's Susie? Bali, where's Bali? I'm going to kill him. <laughs> so I go out. There was a place where they did sales. You know, they had books and CDs and who knows what. And I figured in the restroom. So that's where everything was at, con concession. So I'm, I think it was Carla. You better do something. They, they, they said that. You go do something. 
So I'm buzzing out there. I'm the vice president of the company that's putting on this, this whole concert, so everybody knows who I am. I walk, and it just so happened. Walked out, walked around the corner, and when I turned the corner of where all the book sales were, Vale is coming and almost bumps into me. Bam! Hand him by the nap of his shirt. Because Susie was three steps behind. Boom! Put him up on the wall. I said, I told you. I, Mr. Varinkin, I'm sorry. I'm t- I swear. We're just... We were going to the bathroom. No, you weren't going to the bathroom. So he's like, Dad, you're overreacting. I did cock back a little bit. I wasn't going to hit him. but <laughs> I had a reputation. To... Why? Because when you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you, you're, you're going to believe them. Why? Be- because you lack something called Experience. Experience will tell you that when you're 15 and somebody tells you that they love you, you're not supposed to believe them. Solomon says that, that the simple, that the simple, if they won't seek out wisdom, they'll live a life of regrets. You know, if you're a young person here today, by, by no means do I mean to offend you, but I want to tell you something really, really important. You know what? You can have it all. You can have what many people here in this auditorium can't have. You can have your whole life in front of you, and you can have wisdom. You can have it all. You can have it all. And there's so many people in this auditorium that would give anything to go back and to, and, and to be able to decide once again, and, but you can have it all. You can have your youth, you can, you can have your life in front of you, and you can be wise. So what's the wise thing to do? We'll put one more thing up on the screen, and then I'm going to get off the simple. We'll go to the next person, but if you're here today and you, you, you identify with the simple, I have one piece of advice for you, and it's this. Do not exchange what you want most in life for something you want in the moment. And I'm looking around the auditorium, everybody's going, yeah. Oh, if I could go back. Don't exchange what you want most in life, your goals, your dreams, your passion for something you want in the moment. Just because you're 15 and somebody tells you they love you and and you're going to believe them, don't do it. Talk to somebody. Seek out wisdom. What's the wise thing to do? And for the simple, usually the wise thing to do is to talk to somebody. Second person that Solomon talks about, actually the third, you got the wise, you got the simple, and then Solomon talks about the person that's a fool. Ooh, it's going to get a little more intense. Solomon talks about the fool. The, the fool knows, but he just doesn't care. Hey, do you know that what you're doing is, is, is not good for you? Yeah. And you're going to do it anyways? Yeah. Why? And his answer is, because I don't care. I don't give a. And you can fill in the blank with the language that you use. 
That's the fool. Solomon says that if there's a person that, know, that knows that there's something that, that they're doing that it does damage to them, and they do it anyways, Solomon says, John didn't say this, Solomon says, you're a fool. A fool knows, but they just don't care. And Solomon's very, very graphic in his language when he starts to talk about a fool. Proverbs 26, 11 says, as a dog returns to its vomit. Think about that for a minute. Ugh. So fools repeat their folly. They're just going to do it. Proverbs 10, 23 says, a fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes. So if you have an area of your life, or if I have an area in my life, and I know that there's something that is, that is damaging, I know something, that, something is wrong, but I'm doing it anyways, Solomon says, I'm a fool. I'm just a fool. And, and, and a fool knows what's right and wrong, but does what's wrong anyways. A fool knows the consequences of his actions, of her actions, but they do it anyways. And like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be offensive, but there's probably somebody sitting in church here today that's like, I'm done. This is it. This is the last time I am ever coming to church. No, you'll be back. I'll tell you when you'll be back. You'll be back when you receive the cure for being foolish. See, the cure for being simple is time. With time, you will acquire experience. But the cure for a fool is tragedy. The cure for a fool is tragedy, and, and unfortunately, the fool knows it all until tragedy hits. It's like, why, God, where are you? Do something. And, and, and the fool wants God to undo a whole lifetime of, yeah, I know, but I'm going to do it anyways. For God to get out his magic wand and okay, okay, poof. That's not the way life is. It just isn't. That's why the Bible is full of so much wisdom. And the Bible says, be wise. Don't be a fool, because the, the, the fool will self-destruct. And, 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 and this is what happens, and, and, and I won't spend a whole lot of time on, on the fool, but this is what happens. The fool thinks, well, it's my body. I can do what I want with it. I'm not hurting anyone. The fool thinks, it's my, it's my money. I can do what I want with my, my money. I'm not going to hurt anybody else. It's my life. I can do what I want because I'm not going to hurt anybody else. Solomon begs to differ with you. Solomon says in Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. In other words, if you're close to a fool, when tragedy strikes, you will suffer harm. Families, destroyed because somebody said, no, I, yeah, I know it's wrong, but... I just don't care. It's my life. I can No, it's not your life. It's your life and it's the life of so many people that are around you. And you don't realize, but you sit in this chair long enough, destruction will come. 
it will come. If you don't get out, not only you will suffer harm, but the people you love the most will suffer harm. Solomon says there's the simple. Solomon says there's the fool. Last category, then there's probably nobody here that's in this category. Solomon says there's the mocker. The mocker. The mocker is like the fool on steroids. He's like, he knows, he knows but he's going to do it anyways. And he's not just, he doesn't just know I'm going to do it anyways. And he's going to mock you for, try, for being wise. You know, and, and there's probably not anybody that's a mocker here today because when you invite a mocker to church, it's like, hey, hey, you want to you go to church with me? Church? You go to church? You wear, you wear your pants all raised up and carry that Bible. You all goofy. <laughs> you know who they are. You've got a few in your life. They're going to try to control you and control situations by criticism, by cutting you down. The mocker, he just wants to, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's a fool on steroids. He's going to do what he, what, what he wants to do. And he's going to control everything in his life through mockery, through criticism. He's going to use his words to control. I hope and pray you're not married to this person. I hope and pray you don't work for this person. Matter of fact, Solomon has some, some choice words for, for that person. This is what he says in Proverbs 9, 7, and 8. It says, whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers. Excuse me, do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. There's another verse I won't even read it. Basically, Solomon says, hey, in my experience, you got a mocker in your life, just get them out of your life because you are not going to be able to change them. So Solomon talks to us about the simple. He talks to us about the fool, and he talks to us about the mocker. And, and, and Solomon's real specific about people that stay, stay seated in these chairs for too long. Because if you're like me and you're listening to this message, you're probably, you, you want to identify with the wise and you probably have been wise in some things, but yeah, you, you'd have to say, well, there, there's been some times. Yeah, I remember I was very simple in some things and, and, and maybe even, you might even identify with the fool. And, and, and if you're here this morning, the good news is today's a wake-up call. Don't stay seated in these chairs anymore. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll tell you exactly why. Be, because there's some day, there's one day that the simple, there's one day that the, mock, that, that the mocker, there's one day that the fool will need wisdom. They'll need to make a decision and, and they want to make the right decision. But this is what Solomon writes about. He says, if you stay seated there too long, you'll look for wisdom and you ain't gonna find it. Proverbs 1, verse 20 to 23, or excuse me, verse 20 to 33, I'll read it. I'll just read it real quick. You can follow me up on the screen. Solomon paints a picture of wisdom as a woman who is in a little town, and she's going throughout the town yelling just at the top of her lungs, hey, here I am. 
would want me. Here I am. Come and I will give you wisdom. Out of the window, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. Top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will the mocker delight in mockery? And fools hate knowledge. Repent at my rebuke and I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen, when I call and nobody pays attention, when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I will in turn, now remember, this is, this is wisdom speaking, and wisdom says, you sat there, you sat there, you sat there, you sat there, you sat there. I called out. I said, I can help you, but you sat there. There will come a day. And she says, I will turn. He says, since you re- disregarded my advice and do not accept my rebukes, I will in turn, will, I in turn will laugh when disaster, disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you. Then they will call to me, but I won't answer. They will look for me, but they won't find me, since they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. You know, one of the saddest things to me in ministry is when somebody says, hey, John, can I talk to you? Yeah, tell me your story, and they start to tell me their story and and as they're rolling out their story I begin to think in my mind and you waited this long to talk to someone you waited this long and the second thing I think in my mind is there's not enough words on planet earth that can counsel you out of that situation it's impossible you will never ever achieve what you're wanting to achieve because you sat in the chair too long You just sat there too long. Wisdom cried to you and wisdom called out and wisdom reached out, but you sat there too long. But Solomon finishes up those verses and he says, since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes for the waywardness of the simple will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But... This is the good news for today, but whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. My question for you today is if you'll inject into your life at this moment, but you'll get up out of the chair and you'll say, that's it. I'm I'm not going to be, I am not going to be simple. I am not going to be fool. I'm going to break my ways of mockery because today's the day. So what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Because Solomon says, the wise, every single day of their lives, they ask the question, so what's the wise thing to do? And then they play that out and they live that out. What's the wise thing to do? Why don't you bow your heads with me this morning? Little bit of wisdom from Solomon. Simple message. As I said, my desire is that this message would, would haunt you in a good way the rest of your life. 
tomorrow when you're at a crossroads and you need to make a decision that it comes in your mind, okay, what, okay, okay, what would, what is the wise thing to do? Father, I ask that you would take this simple message and seal it in our hearts and you'd help us to live a life with no regrets. You'd help us to live a life that's, that's different. We don't have to look back and think, oh, if I could just change that. Father, I ask that you'd help the simple to seek wisdom, the fool, to seek wisdom, the mocker, to stop his ways and to, and to be wise. What's the wise thing to do? Lord, I ask that you'd seal this decision in our hearts today. You would help us to walk out of this place with a new way of looking at life through, through a lens that's different. It's different. It's different than the norm, but a lens that's, that's your wisdom. What's the wise thing to do? And I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this series. For more information, call 616-534-4923 or visit us at reslife.org.
Thank you for listening to this series. For more information, call 616-534-4923 or visit us at reslife.org.